All right, let's try this. This is the voiceover for movie trailer. Take one. In a world where laughter was king. Uh, no in a world, Jack. What do you mean, no in a world? It's not that kind of movie. You're listening to Trailer Trashed on the Merry-Go-Round Magazine Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, C.J. Simonson and Kate Brockman. Hello and welcome to Trailer Trashed on the Merry-Go-Round Magazine Podcast Network, the podcast where trailers get the fair and honest criticism they deserve after a night of drinking. I am your host, Kate Brogdon. I am the TV editor of Merry-Go-Round Magazine, and I am joined, as literally always, by... Uh, I'm CJ Simonson. I'm the music editor over at Merry-Go-Round Magazine. I'm, I'm sounding a little husky today. A little husky. Yeah. A little, a little... This will be the best sounding podcast that I have. so um i'm back she's back i'm back so if you listen to the 420 episode you were mysteriously gone i was mysteriously gone for a quote-unquote scheduling error which (laughs) i very much appreciate but i'm just gonna come clean and say that (coughs) i don't know how many of y'all listening now listen to the stirred spirits crossover but uh Kate was going through it. Yeah, if you haven't listened to that one, you should make a make it a, a, a point to listen. Let's just say that if you have not listened to it, and but you did listen to the last episode, and you're like, where was Kate? I feel like that Stirred Spirits episode is going to clear up a lot of questions, because yeah, those two episodes were recorded on the same day, and uh, I got way too fucked up and had to have Steven come and rescue me and take me home. Yeah. I was too drunk to do our drunk podcast. Yeah, and scheduling-wise, we didn't have a way to do it a different, or at least that episode another time. Yeah, So that was it. So we just forged ahead. We forged ahead, and uh, thank you, Doobs, Doobie, my mm-hmm. my Doobie brother. Doobs is out here. Um, Thank you for, for filling in. You did great, although I do have to say there was an adult fixture in the Dora the Explorer <laughs> series. It was Dora's abuelita yep. who taught her how to make... Hot Mexican style hot chocolate. Correction corner, yeah. Correction corner. And, um, oh, I feel like there was one more correction corner I had. Oh, I, appre- I CJ, I appreciated your singing. You did some singing in my absence. Yeah. That was good. Yeah, there's a little bit of singing. I tried, I tried my, I tried my hand at doing the Joker theme. You did, you did. Or whatever song is You did that, and then there was another one that you were singing too. Towards the end. The Suicide Squad one. Oh. No, 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 no. no. There was a different one. The thing that shocked me most about that, which I do not remember much of that, as you can imagine, as Kate had to go home, I did still do a podcast. Yes. I still did, as you heard on the (laughs) other episode, do four or five shots on one episode. Um, CJ was a warrior. And I was fucking stoned. Yeah, you yeah. were you we we were really going through it. So uh, shout out yeah. shout out to Stirred Spirits. It was everything I dreamed and everything I feared. And yeah. uh, now our whole schedule is fucked up. But after tonight, we're gonna be back on track. We're back on track, we're baby. Back on track, and I'm um, happy to be back. And it's we have good. a lot of big uh, a lot of big high profile trailers. Yeah, it kind of worked out. Arguably, this is the most high profile episode I think that we'll have done. I think so too. So glad to be back for it. Yeah. Do you want to kick everything off? Well, what are you drinking first, and then we'll we'll get the things. Going. I'm drinking an Irish Blessing Oak Aged Coffee Stout from Boulder Beer Company, which is Colorado's first craft brewery. It has been enjoyed since 1979. And this is a 12 fluid ounce or 35 milliliter can. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's a standard beer can. Um, yeah, I don't know. Looks good. Uh, it is a stout. <coughs> if I CJ, if I had to describe this beer, I would describe it as a stout brewed with like a fresh roasted coffee, perhaps from maybe I don't know Ozo Coffee Company in Boulder. And I'm getting I'm getting notes that it was aged on Tullamore D E W Irish whiskey soak oak chips. Yeah, it's amazing that you came up with that on the spot. I feel like really you should be writing their copy. I'm just really into beer. Oh, okay. Yeah, that that checks out. Yeah. Uh, where did you procure, procure that beer? Here. Yeah, that's from Sunset Beer Company. But I, uh, it looks good. Um, yeah, it's and, very good. It's yeah. very like full and creamy. It's Roasty. really nice. It's almost yeah. like a shake. Yeah, no, yeah, that's kind of, yeah, it looks like that. Mm-hmm. I have, um, I have four drinks in front of me. You do? Yeah, I have, uh, <laughs> uh, I'm finishing the Sublime Mexican Lager. Mm-hmm. If you can't hear, I'm a little sick, so I needed as many fluids in front of me as possible. Um, I have one of these Rosalie, uh, Firestone Walker, uh, Rosé beers. Those are very good. I had one of those before I opened up this one. Yeah, they're very good. Uh, shouts out to Firestone Walker, just north of here. Fun, fun place to go get a beer. Um, if you have an hour and a half to drive. Uh, don't, and then, don't drink and drive, though. Don't do that, obviously. Spend a nice afternoon there and then drive home once then, you have your wits about you. Then you get to bail. Um, and then I have a whiskey ginger. Uh, a little bit and of, there's, a, there's a fourth thing. Oh, and then the shot that you and I both have to do. I have a shot of whiskey, you have a shot of tequila. We're doing it. We're doing it live. Oh, boy. Is this your first shot you've had since the episode? Of course it is. Oh, okay. <laughs> CJ, here's the thing. It's like, it's like, like, if you're like a graphic design person, like for your job, and then somebody like hits you up, like, can you just like do a logo for me? It's like, no, this is like what I do for work. This is like what people pay me to do. I'm not just going to do it for free. We're not getting paid to do this podcast yet. Shout out to all of our many sponsors that we don't have. Yep, stamps.com. Stamps.com. Shout out to stamps.com. Shout out to Quip. Shout out to the various mattress companies. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's just like, I can't even, I I drink when I'm not on this podcast, but I can't bring myself to do a shot if I'm not farming my pain for content. Yeah, I spend a lot of my Saturday at dive bars. My dive bar order tends to be a shot and a beer, especially if there's a, you know, a special. There's a beer shot combo. Yeah, there tends to be. Um, if there is one, that's probably my order. Um, if I'm being honest, I'll do a shot and a beer combo and a beer from my show or whatever. Um, yeah. Just because it tends to be fairly economical. Gets you there. Way. Yeah, it gets you there quick and then you can kind of ride it a little bit. Um, so I am still a shot taker outside of this podcast. I am not. I am a, I am a small bean, Yeah. as we learned on well, that episode. We're about to find but out more. We're doing it. Cheers. Cheers. We're back, baby. Oh, boy. Wow, you really did plug your nose this time. Do you always plug your nose? I've never No, just that. that time. All right. <laughs> oh, it's bad. Wow. That's nice tequila too. That's like that's not the. I just dread it so much. Before yeah. this, before we started, there was gin right there. There was like you blueberry can't vodka. Do sh- I, the blueberry vodka is so much worse. Yeah, the blueberry vodka is a hangover and a half. Man, that's why it's been sitting there untouched for a while. Oh, I can feel it going all the way down. I gotta come up with something else. Well, there has to be a better way. You're, you're the host. I know. <laughs> I know. I'll, I'll brainstorm. I'll brainstorm. You brainstorm. Listeners, if you're listening, hit us up with. Like, some good, like, like CJ was kind of roasting me, I feel, earlier, when I'm like, there's, like, shots you can do where they're, like, little tiny mixed drinks that are just not as I mean, painful. I'm, I'm not roasting you. I mean, like... You're te- roasting. You, it's okay. 
Technic- technically, the goal of the shot is to push us to a place where, like, you hear us getting drunker over the pod, not to peek the curtain back. And if you do that, then theoretically you're getting much less alcohol through doing it. No, but not so much like, oh, there's a shot and I'm going to put, like, ginger beer in it to, like, no, water right. it down. But, like, various hard alcohols combined in pleasing ways. No, yeah, like a Captain Crunch shot or something. Yeah, yeah. we got to do, or not like, a Captain Crunch shot, a, uh, what is, what's the other? Cinematose Crunch shot. Yeah, yeah. we got to do more shit like that. I'm su- those th- That shot's delicious. I'll do two at the top. Fuck, they're so good. Let's do it. It's like Fireball and uh, yeah. Kahlua. Let's let's... Right. Let's make it a point. Let's let's do some research on that front. And listeners, if you have any great ideas for that, because this is just well, the next time we're recording, it'll be the it, again not to peek the curtain back, but uh, it will be the morning. So perhaps yes. we, uh, we find a, a nice breakfast shot. Actually, a breakfast shot's a thing. Have you ever had a breakfast shot? No. Um, it's like two things, and then basically, like it tastes like bacon by the end. Yeah, let's make good. that happen. Yeah, we'll make that because this if there's. If there's one thing I learned from the Stirred Spirits episode is that this is not quite sustainable for me. So It is very sustainable for me. So. I know, but you're like double my size. Wow. So we have to make it work. We'll we'll we'll, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. We'll yeah, do we'll, some we'll, fun we'll, shots. We'll do some we'll do some breakfast shots and some mimosas on the next one, I suppose. Yeah. Let's jump into the thing, shall we? Let's do it. We're All back. Right. It would be uh, shameful and neglectful for us not to start the pod with uh, Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker. We've passed on all we know. A thousand generations live in you now. But this is your fight. Kate, what is your history with Star Wars? So... <laughs> I thought you were going to start singing just now. <laughs> no. No, that'll be later. Um, Star Wars. Star Wars. What? It is a Star Wars. Yeah. Okay, so Kate's history with Star Wars. So, I had a Mexican stepdad for like four years. Great. And he loved Star Wars. And so the first Star Wars that I saw was one of the prequels in theaters. Just one of them. You don't remember which one. Just what the Probably one. Probably the second one. The one where he gets the arm. So the third one. Maybe. The last one where they're the lava like, battle. He has like the there's like a shot at the end and he's got like a robot arm. Yeah, the third one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That one. Okay. And then uh I have seen all of them at one point or another, but I was not like a big Star Wars person. Although I did love to go to Dave and Buster's and play the Star Wars arcade game there where it was like you had like a, jo- a big joystick. Yeah. yeah it was yeah. like a lightsaber, but yeah. you could also ride the little like <coughs> the, the air bikes around. Yes. I Those are fun. Yeah. Um, did that. And then uh, I worked at a movie theater when The Force Awakens came out and I wanted to hang myself. 
Yeah, it's uh, it's an intense pop cultural phenomenon. It is. So I am more familiar with Star Wars than I am with the Marvel canon. And I would say between the two, I care about Star Wars a little more. Okay. I think because for me, it's just a more enduring zeitgeist than the Marvel stuff is. Okay. It's just like it. It feels meatier, for lack of a better. A, that is not a space pun, but I, I, yeah. now it now it is. Now it is. So so I yes. don't know. So I did see Force Awakens. <coughs> yeah. And I liked it. I'm like that was cool. Mm-hmm. And I did not see the Last Jedi, but I did see this trailer, and I gotta say, they know how to make a trailer that just makes you want to clap. Yeah. You know what I mean? No, yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. It was funny to, like, watch the, like, weird fervor that, like, Star Wars fans got into for the last two months. I, I, you know, no one feels like they're owed more than Star Wars fans. And I I can't say that I, for a certain segment of them, feel like I blame them 100%. They went long stretches of time with either bad movies or no movies. Um, And depending on how you feel about the new stuff also bad movies so like i i, I don't know i uh the, the 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 mind of the star wars fan is deeply fascinating and also potentially deeply toxic those yes. two things are uh things we can I, talk about in a moment but i saw some crazy shit working at that movie theater i'm sure yeah i'm sure they like people like people like trying to bribe me this happened with the avengers thing too but people trying to like bribe me for tickets when they just weren't on sale yet it's like they're not on sale i cannot sell you a ticket right and there was one guy who like slipped me his disney like cast member id and was like Mm. how about now i'm like no yeah yeah no i mean like these (laughs) people are nuts they feel owed a lot and i I don't know. I'm so conflicted on Star Wars. Like, I grew up on Star Wars 100%. Oh, you're I, a big Star, Star Wars? I'm not Wars? a big Star Wars fan. I mean, like, I feel like this is like when we go back to the Marvel thing. It's like I've seen all of them. Like, I, the degree to which I'm a huge fan, I don't know. But I like it. Like, I, I, I think Star Wars is bar none the most interesting franchise. If for no other reason than it is the original franchise. Like, like yeah. uh, you know, the last class I ever took at Chapman was, uh, shout out my alma mater, slash old place of employment is uh, was a franchises class. That was the last film class I took. Mm. It, it was literally an analysis of franchises. And it's it, you can't really overstate the degree to which it's it's a deeply impressively built franchise. Like um not by any doing of their own really, just there is a ton of fan service that happens there in terms of like the number of stories that exist in the Star Wars canon and the number of creators and all these things is amazing. Like I grew up a Harry Potter fan. Like, if, I, if I'm going to yes. ride or die for a franchise, it's probably that. And I know read another book. I get it, fucking nerd. But, like, <laughs> whatever. I really do think, like, if if what happened to the Star Wars franchise had happened to Harry Potter, where the, all of a sudden, as a child, I was inundated with, like, so many different avenues and people, storytellers and people giving me, at, like, books, comic books, video games, like, all the things, all the different avenues for me to explore my fandom oh my god, my head would be spinning like a top. So I understand why Star Wars fans are as jaded and weird as they are. Mm-hmm. It's a weird franchise that has a lot of different tentacles to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and only recently have they, have they had to deal with the fact that like now they get movies again. You know what I mean? Like Before it was just this weird thing where it's like, well, we got these three movies, and then we got all these other cool things that make us weird fans. Yeah. And then they got three more movies, and they were either good or bad. I'm kind of now leaning back towards good, if I'm being honest. Really? Yeah. For Hot reason- take. 
less a hot take than you might even realize. But um, and now we're back to more movies. So and yeah. you know, I don't know. Ray does a backflip in this trailer. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, we can jump into the trailer, I guess. Um, she is standing around looking very moody. Yeah. And then she's gonna get run over, <laughs> and then she does a backflip, and then hard cut. I wrote down what is possibly happening. <laughs> what could be happening? Like, she's just standing in the middle of the desert for no reason. And then one ship. It's not like a bunch of ships. It's not like we can see more ships. It's not like she's surrounded by anything. She is nowhere. The ship is nowhere. That happens. Beyond being cool looking and being a really great trailer moment. Yeah. What contextually could possibly be happening? Now, I guess the answer would be out of, out of shot. There's an entire army behind her. And out of shot behind, behind that ship, there are a bunch more ships coming. Or they're in, like, Force World. Is that a thing? Is there, like, a all, like a, a parallel plane thing going on? So, my actual thought in terms of what that represents, not to get too nerdy because you haven't seen The Last Jedi, but Last Jedi has a lot of interesting, it, actually, inarguably, the most interesting stuff in that movie is Rey and Kylo Ren, Adam Driver, Daddy Adam Driver. Mm. Um having this kind of connective mental state where they ah. like they can they can using the force they kind of are in communication with each other and there are moments in which they kind of can see each other or whatever something tells me that's connected to that yeah that's assuming that what jj abrams doing is doing here is not going to retcon the entirety of the last jedi yeah because didn't the last jedi retcon the entire <laughs> of the force awakens rightfully so in my opinion yeah but People will get mad about that. So um, people are going to be mad no matter what. It's true. Um, Ryan Johnson's a better director. Don't come at me. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, that's an awesome way to open the trailer, though. And then it's just a lot of quick hits of you know you get the hits, you get all the weird kind. Of, it's like oh, but there's CJ, Lando. There's Mark aren't Hamill. we sad? Aren't we sad that Carrie Fisher that Carrie Fisher has died? I mean, I am. Yes. We are. We get it. It's very sad. How fucking dare you use Leia's theme in this trailer? That's what that is, isn't it? I think so. Yeah. It is. And it's like, and then it's like, no one's ever really gone. I'm doing this in the red letter media voice because I they know, did such I a great know. video about this. Oh, you're salty. I did. Is that salt that I taste? Uh, like, I, I'm not mad that like, I mean, you can't overstate the degree to which Carrie Fisher means so much to the Star Wars universe. Right. You know? So, like, I, I don't actually care that they're going to, like, exploit that that much. Like, it, ma- it matters. Like, and every... And yeah. every And literally when she died, and this is cynical and dark to say, but everyone outside of anyone in her connected actual, like, you know, inner family or whatever was like, what does it mean for Star Wars? That's what every person thought. Yeah. Because she had just been... Or hadn't even just been, right? Like, or she had just been in... Yeah, the Force movie. Awakens yeah, had, like, just, just come, come out. Right? Yeah, so it's like... I don't know. Like, that's what all of us were thinking. That yeah. sucks. But, like, I mean, it says a lot that, like, that's... Oh, look, I love Carrie Fisher in a hundred things. I love her in When Harry Met Sally. I love her right. in fucking, you know, Blues Brothers. I love her in uh, the fact that she's just, like, this cynical, like, bitch who used to fucking rewrite Hollywood scripts. She's um, yeah. amazing. I no, love she's her. amazing. And Wishful Drinking <laughs> is legit one of my favorite things ever. Her one-woman show is amazing. I've heard that uh, uh, Catastrophe is amazing. Yeah. Like, yeah, just across the board, like, she seems like she's just a genuinely amazing person. But she is and always will be, and I think she was aware of that, Princess Leia. And and so, I don't know, like, I don't mind this. I get, I, I, 
am on record many places as being very mad about the amount of fan service that I think the new franchise does. This is the kind of thing that I think, you know, I mean, A, it's not really fan service because it's obviously paying a, a tribute to someone, which is right. maybe a little different. but That they knew and they cared about. Right, but it's fan service in the sense that, like, her identity is so tied into that character that that matters a lot. Yeah. So I, I, I did, it doesn't bother me a ton. I can understand why people would be like, ugh, that's so, like, you're, you're Cause riding Because didn't, didn't we do that in The Last Jedi? She uh, died before Last Jedi, right? No, she died uh, like like New Year's weekend. Because hmm. she died, and then her mom died, like literally yeah. back, back like, four days apart. Because Debbie just couldn't let Carrie have her moment. Really couldn't. Just couldn't let I, it I happen. Tie it all in. Yeah. <laughs> but no, that happened like right around New Year's. Remember? Yeah, I remember it was over the holidays. So is this is this the <laughs> first one that's come out since she died? I'm pretty sure. I don't think so. Was it? Um. Yeah, because they like CGI'd her in in row in row one. In, That's right. It was uh, row one. So I guess my question is: Have we like dealt with this as a fandom yet, or is this like we're still doing this? We're still. I thought that it was like yeah, we're still doing this, and like the big like Leia in the trailer, and like her, she's like giving her a hug and. No one's ever really gone. And it's like, oh, we're sad. Like, I get it. And I guess it's like, have we already done this? Or is this like when we're doing it? You know what I mean? I think, uh, I don't know. Like, I mean, that's a hard question, right? Because like everyone's going to do it at their own different time or whatever. But I mean, in terms yeah. of the franchise, it's not like Rogue One did it. That's true. Like Rogue One just had her there. You know, like yeah. like like the character, the character existed. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's fine. Star Wars is fine. I like Adam Driver. Love Adam Driver. Love. I, I He's great in Star Wars too. Um, yeah, it's amazing that you're saying that. You haven't even seen Last Jedi. Like he's excellent in Last Jedi. He's excellent in The Force Awakens. He. And He's I, just I, excellent. Period. I'm gonna go on this podcast on the record as saying. And uh, and actually, uh, you know, I'll do celebratory shots when it happens. But I'm I feel fairly confident of the concept that Adam Driver will get an Oscar nomination for the last one. Really, you yep. think so? I really do. I think that Adam Driver is the kind of actor where it's in. Adam Driver is the prototypical actor where like we should have probably given him an Oscar already. Yeah. Like he hasn't even been in our lives for that long, maybe eight years. But we should have given him an Oscar, or at the very least, more nominations than he currently has. That's true. And yeah. well, because he's been very. <laughs> forgive me if I'm wrong about this. If I'm if I'm disrespecting Daddy right now, mm-hmm. but he's been he's like mostly a TV guy. His only roles in movies have been like little bit parts for the most part, I right? I don't know. What was Adam Driver? Here, let me explain why Adam Driver is one of the most interesting actors working in Hollywood. Adam Driver's worked with. I don't know how he's done this, but like he has worked with basically every notable director. Well, he's, of the past. he's in the he's in the Coen Brothers crew. He's done a Coen Brothers movie. He's done a Scorsese movie. He's done a uh, Steven Soderbergh movie. He's done a Jim Jarmusch movie. He's done. We're aware a, of the Jim Jarmusch movie. Yeah, a Ryan Johnson movie. He's done basically like uh, I mean, even if you want to toss in Lena Dunham, if you want to toss in, I mean, if you go down his like roster of the number of directors he's tried to check off. Which is, it seems to be a, he's done a Spielberg movie. It's like, when you go down the line. What Spielberg movie was he in? I don't remember, but there is one. Uh, or <laughs> okay. there, or there's one coming. I forget. But like, it's just, it's Could insane. it be, here's a thought. Could it be 
that because <laughs> he's in these like big heavy hitting movies with these other big heavy hitting actors, he's getting a little overshadowed. Not Maybe. so much by performance, but just by these huge. He did a names. Spike Lee movie. Um, yeah, he. You know what? He probably. I didn't. I did not see Black Clansman because I only saw two movies in 2018. Right. But like that seemed like a right one to have him be. Potentially, I mean, I know there were a lot of people out there riding for him to potentially like win an Oscar. He'll that. get it. He'll he'll get it. Like no doubt. I can't wait for him to be like weird old Jeff Goldblum career Adam Driver. That's gonna be awesome. Yeah, okay, here, uh, I got the rest of it. Um, he's done uh, Noel Baumbach film. He's done, uh, uh, fuck, Man Who Killed Don Quixote. Who is that? Uh, that just came out, too. Uh, Terry Gilliam movie. It's like, honestly, like, uh, the guy must have, like, a, uh, yeah, oh, Lincoln. He's in Lincoln. That's oh, yeah. Spielberg movie. Um, uh, oh, he did two Noel Baumbach films, right? Because he did, oh, no, Francis Ha. Yeah, that's Noel Baumbach, too, right? Um, no, it's just like you go down the line of like his discography. Like the guy clearly has a checklist box of like the directors he wants to work with. Um, he must have amazing reps. Yeah, and he, I, I, jeez, and he's and he's a fucking hell of an actor. Like, yeah, he's you know, a great actor. Yeah, so I don't know. Just genuinely, I'm like, holy shit. You know, he, he's got and J.J. Abrams too. If you want to toss yeah. him in, I wouldn't, but people can. Uh, so anyway, Star Wars, ghouls, it's a movie. ghouls. <laughs> Still got it. Star Wars is a thing. Yeah, Star Wars. Cool. Zeitgeist. (laughs) Do you want to do um, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? Yeah. To my right is Bounty Law series lead and Jake Cahill himself, Rick Dalton. And to my left is Rick Stutt Double Cliff Booth. So, Rick, uh, explain to the audience exactly what it is a stunt double does. Actors are required to do a a lot of dangerous stuff. Cliff here is meant to help carry the load. Is that uh, how you describe your job, Cliff? What, carrying his load? Yeah, it's about right. registered as lethal weapons. We get into a fight, I accidentally kill you. I go to jail. Anybody accidentally kills anybody in a fight, they go to jail. It's called manslaughter. You just watched this trailer for the first time. Before yeah, I hadn't seen it before tonight. Yeah, uh, what were your immediate impressions of it? My immediate impression of it was, I like this. You know what I mean? Like, I just, Quentin Tarantino is the very definition of a problematic fave. Sure. But the he's a big, dumb film nerd, which is what we are. Sure. And it's like, how can you not just, like... Come buckets looking at like, ah, the Cinemarama Dome, ah, the New Beverly, like, ah, ah, ah. It's like, this is like porn for film kids. Yeah. And it's like, I'm here. And it just, (laughs) it, it feels like Tarantino committing to his brand in a different way than we've seen him do it before. Like Quentin Tarantino, like that kind of like blaxploitation thing, the kind of like, Hard violence, hard swearing has been very Tarantino, like, up to this point and still today. 
But this is him kind of leaning into this big, dumb film boy thing that I don't think we've really seen from him before this much. Yeah, he's never really made a... Has he made a movie about making movies before? I don't not think so. Really. I mean, Jackie Brown a little bit, I think, has... Not, but not but that, like but. this. And it's just... it's. I always appreciate when somebody commits to a brand and yeah. it just feels it feels like a movie that makes him happy <laughs> yes and it makes me happy and like i could look at fucking margot roby dancing around all day i could look at like well, i i too could watch yes that. <laughs> i too could watch that if, if she's listening right now margot roby come on the pod yes please. we're back to suicide squad please come on the pod um <laughs> Yeah, come, I, on, come on CJ's pod. Yeah, 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 yeah. Kate will be conveniently too drunk for that one. I will make sure of it. <laughs> yeah, It'll CJ be- will, CJ will like, just, like, slash my tires. Yeah. Well, no, that would mean that you can't leave here. I, no, I you need would you slash my, you would go to Sherman Oaks and oh, slash shit. my tires. Yeah, that is commitment. That, I'm almost too lazy for that, to be honest with you. For Margot? Yeah, still. Probably. <laughs> if we're being honest. Um, I don't know. I have a slightly different take on it, which is that, like, this came before the Sony the, the posters, right? We got the posters, and the posters were memed. And the poster bad has got to be bad on purpose as like a marketing thing. I cannot believe that's true because every Sony movie recently has been awful. They're terribly marketed. They don't know what they're doing. That was true of the posters, and my this trailer has grown on me. Like in the sense that I I do think he's having fun. I do think there's fun to be had in this trailer. Mm-hmm. Um. But so much of it to me rests its laurels on, hey, the 70s. The, That's the late fine. 60s. Every, it's fun. God, yeah. at least it's not the fucking 80s. <laughs> sure. But I guess I look at it and I watch the trailer and I go, beyond the amazing production value that clearly is going into mi- rewinding time and how charming I naturally find Brad Pitt always. And I, Leo! But not even really Leo in this trailer. I mean, like, uh, yes, Leo. I-, I love Leo. But, like, not as much in this trailer. Like, I I guess I just look at it and go, this is a sloppy trailer. Like, there's a better trailer to be found here. Mm-hmm. And, and I only say that because I go back and think about Inglorious Bastards. And I think, and, and I almost queued these up before we actually even started because I wanted to, like, actually reaffirm my thoughts. But I didn't because I'm just going to run on memory alone. <laughs> but the last several Tarantino movies, I remember being like, even if I find him to be a semi-problematic individual. No, he's and, problematic. Um, we, yeah. we can give him the full P. Sure. I, I His movies are cut, especially, you know, uh, yeah, Hateful Eight. Like, Hateful Eight yeah. had a hell of a trailer. Like, yeah. Um, and, and a trailer that I don't, I, I think really levels into Tarantino and like, and his dialogue and, and. And the wit that's to be found there. And I just feel like, you know, there are some fun quips here. But this isn't really a movie that, like... It's really saying, like, hey, you know these people. Bruce Lee. Like, there's Sharon Tate. Like, you know, there's our boy who we've talked about too many times now. Charlie! Charlie Manson. You know, Charlie. It's too much. Looking, looking cute. <laughs> cute. In quotes. He looks cute in this trailer. Who's playing him? I don't even know. I don't know. Some cute guy. Some guy. So I don't know. Uh, you know, it, it's a it's a fun trailer for sure. Um, I, I I love. I mean, Pitt gets all the all the moments here. Like, 
The Bruce Lee moment makes me laugh every time. Yeah. And Bruce Lee is like, oh, you know, I kill someone with my hands, you know, or my, my hands. This is like a real Hollywood myth yeah. where it's like, Bruce Lee, like, my hands are registered as lethal weapons. So if we're sparring and I accidentally kill you, I'll go to jail. And it's yeah. like, yeah, it was, that's it was, called manslaughter. Oh. If you accidentally kill anyone, you go to jail. Yeah, I mean, yeah you kill, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that and the load moment, like, yeah. yeah. And I and you know what the thing the other like really big moment in this trailer <laughs> is when Leo is at the end and yes. like the little girl leans in and she's like like a, a literal child and she's like that was the best acting I've ever seen in my entire life. And so, then there's and, and then there's a fucking no. And then there's a jump cut yeah, to him cut just like him. just like crying like very meaningfully and it's it's funny and it's weird and I think it shows a lot of heart and I really like it. A lot of it is out of context Tarantino though. Yeah. It's like so much of Tarantino's stuff. Like if you were to just explain singular moments to someone who did not know anything about Pulp Fiction, just about the opening sequence alone, yeah. it'd be like weird. Like they'd be yeah. like, I don't know how much that makes sense. But when you watch it as this long lengthy thing, you're like... Oh, like what an interesting way to build a scene. Mm-hmm. The idea that these guys are so jaded by their careers that they could have yeah. full-on conversations, not just about foot massages and the and the le- and the degree to which <laughs> you know that what that means, but also hamburgers. You know, it's like yeah. all that stuff leading into this moment when he jumps in, and then the Bible versus like all of this leads into this very surreal, very specific vision, mm-hmm. and it's like that. And you know, I don't know. At least I think in the other trailers I can remember recently of Tarantino, I feel like that vision is at least semi-communicated in a way where I'm like, oh, this guy is one of the auteurs of this generation. And I understand that through this. Here I'm like, it's it's zippy. It's flashy. Um, I love the songs. The Mama and the Papa song in the beginning. And the uh, I wrote it down because I had, wasn't familiar with it. But the Los Bravos song at the end. It's like I, all that stuff is fun. And it really builds into a tone. But I uh, I don't know. I, I, I know that there's a better version of the thing out there. I really do feel like Sony doesn't know. Hmm. So that's kind of my takeaway. Looks like a good movie. I've, everybody was like, oh, the, Qu- the Quentin Tarantino <laughs> Charles Manson movie. Yeah. And it's like, oh, no, that's just like part of it. Which yeah. I really like. Yeah. I like it. I'm here for it. This, yeah, he- this trailer made me really happy. I'm excited to see more from it. Obviously, I'm excited for the movie. I yeah. mean, I haven't loved the last couple Tarantino movies. But, yeah. Um, I mean, Jen- man, I I saw um, oh uh the the cowboy not, not hateful eight the other one oh Django and Django Django I saw Django pretty late in the game and I'm like shit this is a great movie this is an amazing movie yeah Django is one of the the many examples recently where I'm like oh I think he goes there are obvious cuts in his movies where I'm like oh we could just end here or we or we or we could cut out this large jump. yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I mean, think. like, Inglorious Bastards was great. Um, Django Unchained was phenomenal. I liked Hate Flight. I saw, yeah, I saw the I didn't see Hate It's, you know, worth watching. It's, that was after I'm like, I don't watch three-hour movies anymore. <laughs> yeah, I'm more in uh, Reservoir Dogs Pulp Fiction, Pulp Fiction territory. Mm. But Oh, I love Kill Bill. Yeah, Kill Bill's great. Oh, God, I love Kill Bill. I watched Kill Bill with my very ever first boyfriend who came over to my dad's house because it was my very ever first boyfriend so gotta mm-hmm. come over th- while dad's home we can't like go out right mm-hmm. and so dad like went to bed and we had watched kill bill volume one and then it was like all right we're gonna make out right but then kill bill volume one ended neither of us had seen it before it ended and then we just like <laughs> 
looked at each other, and then we just, like, put in the DVD for part two and just watched part two right away and, like, didn't make out because we're just, like, so in it. And so that's, like, a really fun You and I share some connective tissue. Oh, do we? in high school, uh, I had never seen any Tarantino movies. I'd met Tarantino randomly. Oh, really? And you're like, who are you? I knew who he was. (laughs) I knew who he was, and I I was familiar with, like, clips of the work. But I, Mm. when I went to the 08 Sundance Film Festival, he Mm. was there at, I somehow... Someone should have ID'd me or something. But I went to like the last. You're the, tall. The last party. Yeah, I was tall. But I went to the final party, and he was there. He's coked out of his mind. He was just telling stories and shaking hands and doing stuff. Anyway, um, but I hadn't seen any of the movies, and my girlfriend, who I started dating shortly thereafter, um, liked Tarantino, but hadn't seen all the movies or whatever. And so she and I would have uh, my first girlfriend. She and I would have QT dates where we would watch QT and we would go to Quick Trip which is like a very, very nice, uh, uh, like, Circle K or, you know, mm. a, a convenience store. But it's like 10 times better than that. It doesn't matter. Um, and we would get Quick Trip and then go watch QT Quentin movies. Tarantino. But, of course, it was very similar because it was like, you know, like, I don't think I... We just made out and did stuff during Kill Bill Volume 2. So, like, yeah. No, we I've, were we were, we were locked it. in. Well, I, we were locked in for one. Two, not so much. Uh, two, we were locked in. We were up till like, three in the fucking morning. Yeah. He got, like, in big trouble because he came up so late. And it's like, I'm sorry, we were watching a movie. And it was one of those things where it's like, we really were watching a movie. Yeah, well, you got to be smart in high school. <laughs> I know, I know. Yeah. No, and then um, Stephen and I, when we first started going out, we had cozy neorealism where he would watch um, Federico Fellini movies. And I would, like, be there and we would be, like, all curled up in bed. And then he would have to stay up to watch them for class. But I would, like, slowly fall asleep. That is so much less exciting. I know. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, to be an adult. Oh, to be an adult. Um, let's move on to our last full trailer. Bonus full trailer. Bonus full trailer. Because we were going to choose between this one and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and I felt like I had enough to say about both. Yeah. Uh, Stranger Things Season 3. kids anymore. I mean, what did you think? We're just gonna sit in my basement all day? Play games for the rest of our lives? It is important to me that you feel safe. I want you to feel... This can still be your home. I have seen both seasons of Stranger Things, although don't quiz me on it. Uh, You have seen one and a half Stranger Things. I saw the first season of Stranger Things and had a very hot take on our old website, which was like, 
Stranger Things is a patchwork of other good things. It is not... Season one, to me, does not scream like unique cultural touch point. And so this just gargantuan popularity that this series has boggles my mind. It's just like nostalgia goggles to the extreme. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, Stranger Things is the member berries on crack. Yes. For sure. Yes. I don't. I'm not saying it's bad. Yeah, I don't see I'm anything. saying it gets a lot of credit <laughs> for being something that it's not. Well, I don't know. Maybe. I feel like that seems... I'm right, though. Well, well no, yeah. I, I think that <laughs> most critical lenses are, would agree with you. I don't think anyone critically is saying, like, it's not... It's pretty obviously a patchwork of a hundred different other 80s. And... It's even very overly self-aware of it to the degree that that's kind of annoying. But. And they're being dragged to court now. Yes. Yeah, I saw that. And I saw that, uh, I guess, some season three spoilers might be leaking out because of that. Oh, that's kind of funny. Yeah. Um, so, I I saw I, season one. I liked season one. but right. I think I, season one is very pleasant. It and, is good. And engaging television, for it's sure. It's good... And I appreciate it for exactly what it is, which is a big, like, 25 cc's of member berries directly into my veins. I think, I think Stranger Things actually very, this would be my hot take, does something extremely well, which is kind of this very thin line between a, a, a deep indebted nostalgia to whatever the thing is while at the same time being referential enough that like that's that's a fine line right like it's not walking into a parody situation where it's really overly aware of the fact that it's indebted to all these things but it's also really trying to be a lot of comfort food it's trying to say like no we know that you love these things and even if we're aware we're kind of mocking it or at least we're aware of the pop culture like like all the Ghostbusters stuff in in season two or or the song choices or or all that stuff is like both aware and also kind of doesn't give a shit that it's aware because it's like we know that this is actually kind of what you want we want we want you to we want to be self-aware because that's what you want because we don't want to seem dumb we also want to provide you with something that seems slightly earnest we want to be earnest and and how much we love this stuff and and i don't think that i think that's a really hard thing to do um now whether or not that makes it great or, or deserving of praise that's another conversation but i think that it achieves that on okay. a very high level. And I think that this trailer also achieves that on a very high level. So, that's season one. <laughs> season two gave up halfway through. Did not grab me. Yeah. It's it's a lot of rehashing. Or not rehashing, but a lot of the same kind of thing. Yeah. This trailer seems like they're finally going to break out. Yeah, there are things that I think that... Uh, I want to see... Eleven in all of the amazing pants and tops. I want everything she wears delivered to my home in a box. Yeah. Like, Not I Nancy? can't... Nancy wore great stuff in the Fuck last Fuck Nancy. Oh, wow. Ugh. Hot take. Maybe... Are you kidding me? Season one? Fuck Nancy. Nancy's Eight million a, times. Yeah, but Nancy season two's great. But I didn't, I didn't even get there because I was mm-hmm. bored to tears. Gotta get there. Season one is like... <laughs> Our friend is sucked into a supernatural portal, and this girl was maybe tortured and has superpowers, and Nancy likes a boy, but also another boy. It's right. like, come on. 
Yeah. Season two, she gets better, but there's still, like, a little bit of that. Not there's anything wrong with that, per se, but it's, like, there's all this... There's so much, you know? Yeah, I mean, they definitely reduce a little bit of her relationship with Jonathan to just be a lot of season two, which is whatever. Yeah. Um, But, like, they're very clear that they're, like, we're not kids anymore. We're teenagers now. Teenage wasteland out here in a field. Literally standing out here in a field. Yeah. Which is just great. Yeah, I... It's like, I'm here in the field. (coughs) And then there's a shot of them out in a field. I'm like, I see you. I don't know. Like, yeah, I think Stranger Things... uh, And they're at the mall and there's butts. And it's like, like, we're maybe fucking now, Stranger Things. And all the kids are getting hot. And it's like... Yeah, you yelled that during the trailer, which I had a lot of questions about, but... They're all starting to, like, get a little hot! They're still only, like, 15 years old. They're, like, but they're starting to... They're starting to look like grown-ups. Yeah, I guess. I don't know, man. Finn, Finn Wolfhard is just, like, out there. Yeah, I... And, I, I've, and we've talked about how worried I am about Millie Bobby Brown on this podcast before. That's true. I've talked about Millie Bobby Brown on too many podcasts. Listen to the Drake podcast I did. Also, check out my article where I reviewed Finn's fucking album for... Finn Wolfhard has an album? Yeah, he signed to, uh... Fuck, I don't remember. Grand Jury, maybe? He, I don't know. What He's kind of pretty, music does he make? He makes just, like, pretty standard, like, indie rock stuff. It's fine. It's genuinely, like, inoffensive hmm. indie rock. Um, I mean, all of his... Yeah, he's been in, like, pup music videos, and he loves the guys from Twin Peaks, and... Which means that it, I, I, spoiler alert, heard the new Twin Peaks record that I think comes out in like July or whatever, and it's very Grateful Daddy. So we can only imagine that he'll be a big Grateful Dead fan here soon. Yeah. But um, yeah, I, yeah, he's an interesting guy uh, who exists, who wants to be a musician, and is now pigeonholed into being an actor. It's cool. Um, <laughs> I I like this trailer. Like I I I think that they're really, the, the Motley Crue song, and then moves into the Who song, and uh, and. Listening to Bob O'Reilly play over like the, the yearning and nostalgia of like children realizing that they're adults. Like I'm and here like for it. Will like crying <laughs> over the picture of him and all his friends dressed as the Ghostbusters. Well, Will was robbed of large stretches of his childhood, so I can't be that mad. <laughs> of it. But um, yeah, I don't know. I I I, I dug it. Like yeah. I, no, I really do like this. I like this a lot. I mean, it's got this more than a lot of the other things is tapping into a, an 80s trope. I mean, an 80s trope that was always lying under the surface that I think thematically is actually being reached in this trailer, which is like, I love The Goonies. Like, I, I genuinely think The Goonies is one of probably my 40 favorite movies ever. Um, but I love The Goonies most on the very final scene where they're on the beach and they're like, it, it, this is it. Like, this is the, the, this is our time, you know, or, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. Like, he gives the speech and it's like, we're here to, like, literally that movie is them trying to save their home in an effort to save their own relationships with each other and their youth. And, like, that's an insane fucking thing to grapple with yeah. if you watch it when you're, like, eight because it's going to go over your head. But when you watch it as an adult, you're like, holy shit, like, they just want to, like, capture the final moments of them all being together for however long that's going to last. And I think that there's something really interesting in this trailer, which based on the music cues and also a lot of the things that they say is like, yeah, we're adults now. Like this is like, we've moved on. Like this is our next step. And I think that there's a, a, obviously probably a lot of this movie is, or this series is going to be, we're now adults. All that stuff is when we were kids. Oh wait, 
it's still a very real thing. Yeah. We have to be pulled back together, whatever. And there are traces of that in the second one, second series too, but like... I mean, they totally... (laughs) I feel like I've been using a lot of like ejaculation metaphors this episode. They really blew their load on the Demogorgon in this trailer. Yeah, yeah, you mean at the at the yeah. very close. It's I don't like think that's a Demogorgon. What is it? It's just like fully there. I was almost hoping like, oh, we're like not even going to get into the supernatural stuff and this is yeah. just going to be them dealing with it. And then it's like, nope, here's a big spooky boy. Yeah, no, they, yeah, they they give you that little morsel. Yeah, they kind of, they drop you the, the two kind of final end notes. They give you that thing and then we get the do 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 Yeah. And then we get... The, you know, the fun Steve moment at the end. Oh, Steve. Um, I'd like to say, it's not on the record many places, but I always believed in Steve. Always. <laughs> I loved Steve. Shout out to Steve. I love Steve way more than Jonathan. I loved yeah. him in season one. I loved him in season two. Everyone's like, oh, he's a bad guy. I'm like, you guys are fucking assholes. Steve <laughs> seems like he's great. Are you Steve- sure that you're not just a Steve? Oh, love Steve. Yeah, oh, I probably <laughs> am Steve. Maybe I say a lot of myself in Steve. <laughs> And you know what? I'm I here for that. Kind of, I think you're a little bit Him of a doing the fucking lightsabers with the kids. I'm like, God damn, brother. You keep doing that. You keep being a mentor <laughs> to those children. You're going to get some... You're going to get a girl that's hotter than Nancy one of these days. And you oh, know it. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's not that hard We should to mention do. Billy, too. Billy's the kid with the mullet in the second season. And he's here working at a pool. And he... He has a mustache. Continues to hit on older women. It's amazing. He's there. Um, yeah, this is fun. Stranger Things is fun. It comes out on a long weekend, so I'll just get to mainline the whole thing. Oh, yeah, I think she's in two first, but yeah. Do I? Hmm? Fine. Season two ends pretty forgettably, but, like, it's nice. It ends on nice sentimental notes. Oh, wow, imagine. I'm sure this does, too. Whatever. Whatever we get in four seasons, I think, and then we're done. I don't know. I'm sure they'll find a way to make it go on forever, unless they don't, because they get sued. Yeah, be I don't know. I think I think they'll end up settling. Yeah, they have Netflix money. Like, yeah, they, they have Netflix money. They'll who settle. Who cares? Yeah. Well, because they said that it was like <coughs> this is current events corner. Yeah. Because they said like they tried to just have like give the judge a big write up of everything and have him just like rule on it from there, but then the judge was like, "No, it has to go to trial." Wow. So the fact that they're having a trial says like. There's something going on here. It means that somebody has a case. Yeah, interesting. And the original title... So the guy who had the original short film, his short film was called Montauk. And the original title of Stranger Things, and you can still find the original series Bible floating around online, was Montauk. It had the same exact title. Wow. And again, like, weird stories circulating around this, like, real military base in that area... Is not, I mean, like, freaking, I'm pointing at CJ's, like, um, Eternal Sunshine poster. Like, Montauk is a thing, and, like, weird shit happens there. But, like, I don't know. We'll see. Wouldn't that be hilarious for Chapman if the Duffer Brothers turned out to be hacks? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Chapman's film school in a lot of turmoil these days. But oh yeah. yeah. Yes. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. This among other things. Um Anyway, this will be this will be fine. People will like it. I'll watch yeah. it. I will watch this. Yeah. I uh it's a well cut trailer. Yeah. Netflix, yeah. It's a well cut trailer. It made me happy. Makes me want to clap. Yeah. I clapped. I clapped when I saw it. Let's uh you didn't I watched it with her. That's not true. No, oh, well, that's that's me quoting Red Red Letter Media again. <laughs> Their oh. Star Wars thing. It always goes back to that. I like it. It really makes me laugh. Let's... I clapped. I clapped because I know Star Wars. 
<laughs> you can't even say that though. It's not even a thing you can actually quote because you don't know it. No, I know, but I, the red letter—they make me laugh. Shout out to Red Letter Media. Come on the fucking pod. Red Letter Media would be great on the pod, to be honest. With you. I feel like that would maybe be a doable guest for us too. <laughs> Someone send this to them and see if they'll do it. Yeah, I feel like this is their bag. It's not going to be me, but um, let's jump into the rapid fire. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Uh, Dark Phoenix, X Men, Dark Phoenix. Shansha. Kate, what is your familiarity with the X-Men franchise? Shansha. You could ask me that too, I guess, but... They're men, and there's an X... Wolverine is an X-Man. Weapon X, sure. Deadpool is not an X-Man, but they want him. He's an X-Force. They can't have him. Um, uh, uh... Uh, How many Jennifer Jennifer Lawrence is a blue lady. People hate her. Yep. And there's a wolf boy. And uh Oh, um uh isn't uh isn't Juno in the X-Men too? Uh yes, she was in some of them, I think. Yeah. And then there's a Storm is one. Uh, she can shoot lightning. Yeah, that was Halle Berry, and then yep. I don't know if it is anymore. And they gotta go to they gotta go to space. I'm gonna read them all. Do you tell me which ones you've seen? Ready? Okay. X Men. No. X Two. No. X Two is very good. Did you watch it? X Three, The Last Stand. No. That's the Brett Ratner movie you can not watch. X Men Origins, Wolverine. Nope. Abomination. X Men First Class. No. Very good. Very fun. The Wolverine. No. Underrated. That's where he goes to Japan. X-Men Days of Future Past. No. A fucking mess. This says Deadpool, but I don't know. X-Men Apocalypse. I did see Deadpool. Deadpool, yeah. I mean, it features. Yeah, I guess it features X-Men. Uh, X-Men Apocalypse. Nope. A mess. <coughs> Dark Phoenix. I have not seen it because it has not come out yet. Yeah. Have I, like, really not seen a single X-Men movie? I didn't even see Logan. Oh, yeah. I didn't even put that. I guess that wasn't even on the list. But, yeah, Logan's fucking great. Logan is fucking great. I didn't see it. Uh, yeah, I guess I have not seen a single fucking X-Men movie. Alright, well, Dark Phoenix is a movie and you can... Yeah, Shanta. it's got what's you her name what's her name? Uh uh Oh. Sophie Sophie Turner. Sophie Turner, yeah. Uh Shansha. Shansha. Yeah, that's she's my that's Phoenix. my that's my impression of Peter Baelish. Someone yeah, so Shansha. Peter Baelish. oh yeah, you're right. Uh I've seen the Game of Thrones now. So That's right, CJ. Uh, That's right. Yeah, someone else used to play Phoenix. Now she plays Phoenix. Dark Phoenix. Dark Phoenix is like a huge uh, like storyline in the comics. Yeah, it's uh, this is a mess. This looks like a mess, and from all accounts, it is supposed to be god awful. Like I believe they, it. I, I I have to imagine multiple things are at, at play here. One is that because Fox knew that the Disney thing was probably going to happen, you know, two or three years ago, because that's how long it's been happening. Yeah. They were like, we have to get this movie made. And then <laughs> Do they we rushed know? it. And also, I imagine there are a lot of actors in this movie that when they signed up to do the first one back in 2011 or whatever, no longer want to be in this franchise. And I imagine many of them die. And also, this is the last time we ever have to talk about this franchise because then Marvel gets it back. Yeah. So, but Jennifer Lawrence, people fucking hate as this character. Everyone loves the Mystique, original Mystique. Right? Yeah. yeah. The original Mystique is just like this like model that like everyone is like, that woman knew what the fuck was up. People hate it. She farted on a sacred Hawaiian rock. She did. 
Uh, yeah, I don't know. She's like evil, but she's not evil. She like fucking puts Magneto in his place. I love Michael Fassbender. I take yeah. Care of um, I'm like, oh, the guy from uh, <coughs> from shame. From, no, the Shyamalan. Um, with the crazy oh, man. James McAvoy. Yeah. Was that not him? Hmm? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he plays uh, Professor X. Yeah. Yeah, you're correct. He's in that. What was that Shyamalan movie? Glass? No, the one before that. Uh, I did see this one. With the girls in the cages. You're right. It's uh, at the zoo. Unbreakable, and then the thing that came Split. Before. Split, yeah, yeah, you're good. Yeah, yeah. Split, yeah, yeah. Split, he was, he's, Split's here. Yeah, looking, no. looking and acting like Split. Yeah, it's, this is, it's a mess. It just seems, there's some space nonsense in the beginning where they have to go save someone. Like, okay, I guess we're going to space. It's like, if you point out that it's weird, doesn't make it better. No, yeah. And it's like... Literally, you go to space when you run out of ideas. That's when people go to space. The thing everyone keeps pointing out, which they're not wrong about, is like, this is a movie where like, the X-Men have had no relation ever uh, this current crop of X-Men have never had any relationship with Jean Grey. There's literally no reason that they would ever go save or care about, you know, Phoenix or Dark Phoenix or anything that she has to do. So there's there should be no eno- emotional ties to anything that's happening here. Who gives a shit? Shancha. Do we think this movie flops very hard? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Me too. The one thing that I thought was going to make this trailer, and I had you write this down for me because I wanted to make sure yeah, I didn't forget. Yeah was because when this trailer started, <coughs> it really sounded like it was going to be, who can say where the road goes? Yeah, fuck yeah. Where the was it pure moods right now? Fuck anytime. yeah. And then it wasn't. But the opening of this trailer, it's like kind of a drone and then like some like, bum, 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 going on. And I'm like, is Enya about to happen in this trailer? Because I'm here for it. And then it wasn't. Yeah. I don't even know what it was, but like should, I was about to be fully here for it. They should have played tubular bells. They should have gotten all the <laughs> fucking pure moods. Ah, oh, it would have been so great. The only thing I have to say about this really is, uh, oh, I have two things to say actually. One is poor Jessica Chastain. Uh, yeah. In the same way that I would say poor Oscar Isaac, they were in a movie together, so that's weird. Yeah, um, yeah. who conned her into being this? In- I, I don't know. I somebody, don't even know somebody, ha- somebody knows something about Someone somebody. Someone knows something. Uh, the other thing is the voiceover moment at the end where it's like, X-Men, Dark Phoenix, in theater soon. And I was like, <laughs> and I was like, oh, this must be like the Fandango cut of the trailer. And it was 100% the 20th Century Fox. And I was like, oh, oh God. Yeah, they just have the guy read the words that it's come the out the It's the only voiceover. I'm like, thank God, because I can't read. Amazing. And a bad trailer. And a bad, looks like a bad movie. Bad. Yeah. Shan, Shan, Shan. Next up, uh, The Perfection. Who doggy. This looks great. This looks nuts. I, In fairness, the thing that I had read was like, do not watch this trailer. I have to post about it for my job, but you should not watch it because it's the best thing I saw at Fantastic Fest. But Ooh. The movie or the trailer? The movie. Oh. Yeah, man. This looks bonkers. Allison Williams. Allison baby. Williams is out here. Here. I love that she's becoming like a horror actress. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, it, and this it's even it even feels weird to say that this is like she. I guess it's horror. I guess it's a horror trailer. This is horror. 
I don't know. There's nothing like. There's no jump I'm, scare. It's just surrealist. No, it. She's. It's trying like to a twenty-four. Cut my fucking arm off, like Tim and Eric. Yeah, but like, a we don't see her do that. B, it's like it's done in a way that is like dry enough that it could just be Tim and Eric, or it could be <laughs> just very weird sci-fi mind melting. This reminds me of the Raw trailer. Okay. Because the Raw trailer was, I think we talked about this in episode zero, where it was the one where I was like, this is a movie that I do not want to see because this is going to be too intense for my fragile brain. Yeah. And then I saw it and I'm like, oh, this is great. This is like more a drama than anything else. Mm-hmm. And so I wonder if this is going to be that or if this, I don't know, man, the freaking like, I like, ugh, I can't do that like monsters inside me shit. I just can't like yeah. shit like crawling around like under the skin and you can see it. It's just like, <laughs> there's woo, a, there, there's woo, woo, woo. I can't, I can't, I can't. Yeah. So this movie, yeah, the trailer opens up on some pretty obvious like, uh, uh, something's wrong kind of scene. Like, yeah. they're, they're hiking. Allison Williams appears as though she was hiking. This other girl is in, like, basically a cocktail kind of dress. Yeah. She, she clearly is, like... Uh, out of place. Out of place, 100%. And it's, but it's kind of positive that they're friends, and you're like, oh, like, no one would allow their friend to go hiking that way. Yeah. And, and Allison Williams is, like, never really, like, engaged in a way where she's like, oh, I'm your good friend but she seems like she cares yeah and then there's a moment where yeah she the, the creepy crawlies through the skin kind of the stuff that we saw in the uh Can't do it. what is it the the horror movie we watched at stirred spirits the, oh. the scary stories tell in the, in the dark yeah more skin kind of crawly or more stuff. like like the descent is yeah what, like, really gets it for me or Descent's like so or like good. slither yeah like all that so i can't i can not that is the shit that I do not fuck yeah. with. It upsets me so much. I don't like skin stuff either. Ugh, um, I can't. It's like giving me the creepy crawlers just thinking about it. I just hate it. But it's got both of the. It's got that kind of thing happening. All of a sudden, like she starts vomiting stuff. And we're getting all these like cut through. Flashbacks. Yeah, she vomits bugs. Yeah, vomits bugs. And then, and then uh, the very ending moment of the trailer is someone just goes, uh, "You know what? You know what happened has to happen now." Or something along. Yeah. Like well, yeah. you know what you have to do. You know what you have to do. You know what you have to do. And then Allison Williams is like a fucking cleaver. Yeah. It's like gonna cut her arm off. I'm like, what is happening? And they're, I guess they're like cellists. They're like rival cellists. Yeah. And Allison, this is what I get. Like Allison Williams, like wants to be a better cellist than her friend and so there's like a curse the perfection yeah and she puts the curse it's like black swan meets slither yeah it looks <laughs> like a get out yeah there's some trippy stuff here it's great this is nuts yeah i really like this <laughs> I, I like it and it's gonna upset me i was i was saying we, and we saved it for the pod but you know allison williams given her stature given so much of what we know about her I feel like could very easily be a much bigger star than she is and could be in many more movies than she is. And something tells me that she has agents that pitch her probably garbage. She says, no, I want to do good stuff. Um, Because other than Get Out, what was the last thing we saw Allison Williams in? I mean, girls. But that predates Get Out. Yeah. Right. No, I I mean, in between. Oh, you mean Get Out. Yeah. 
Oh, I don't know. I think she just knows her brand. I think I think I think she's interested in being an interesting thing. So yeah. I think that they're No, she's a great actress. I'd of... love to see her and Adam Driver work together again. Oh, one hundred percent, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Get those people back and together. honestly, Adam Driver, you know, we already gushed about it earlier, but like in a similar place where it's like he easily could have been in a hundred. He could have been in a Michael Bay garbage movie already. I'm sure he got offered Transformers scripts and fucking GI Joe scripts and whatever. Oh but yeah. Like, I don't know. Love that they're like... He was a Marine. He was a Marine. It's true. He was a Marine. But I love the idea that, like, Allison Williams seems like she very intentionally wants to be in things that are thought-provoking. And and girls and, and get out and this scene, if nothing... Yeah. Not and I love that she's leaning into, like... Yeah, I'm scary as fuck. Yeah. Like, I love I, that she just, like, has just gone all in on that aspect of her brand. Absolutely. It just... And she nails it. Because she, like, you saw it with Marnie, where it's like, something's wrong with you. Yeah. And you saw it, and it would get out, like, a bajillion times, and you saw it in this. She's been in other stuff, but, like, that's, like, it's hard to get away from an iconic role like Marnie and Girls. And, like, I think that both Allison Williams and Adam Driver have done this in the same way, where, like, they're kind of taking that same Thing, but just pushing it to 11. Yeah. You know? Because, like, Adam Driver is not not playing Adam from Girls in all the, in a <laughs> lot of the, like, big roles that he does. Like, Kylo yeah. Ren is not not Adam from Girls, but it's, like, he's it's not the same, but it's, it's something... They're both so good at delivering things that we expect from them, but, like, a little more. And they just push it to that next level. Like... Just that, with Adam Driver, it's that brand of just, like, unhinged weirdo that he just commits to so hard. And then with Allison Williams, it's just, like, something's wrong with that girl. You know what I mean? Yeah, she has a kind of... Uh, She's got the crazy Possessed eyes. quality. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I love th- it. I think Adam Driver has a lot... I don't know. I mean, obviously, it's a larger sample size, but obviously a lot more range than I think. No, yeah. totally. But I mean, that. But they kind of have figured out how to piggyback off of their brands in this really good way. Where, it, like, because I've never felt like, oh, like, they're trying to, like, not do girls anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, I'm just happy to see them whenever they show up. No, that's true. No, I, 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 I am as well. Yeah. Um, last thing we will discuss is Tuca and Birdie. Tuca and Birdie. I've been really excited for this. This is... This is one that um, I know people that work on, and so I've been excited about this. For from the team that brought us BoJack Horseman. It literally is the team that brought us (laughs) BoJack Horseman. I just assumed it was kind of like in the same world, but it might not be. It's not. Yeah, okay. So BoJack Horseman was created by Raphael Bob Waksberg. Okay. And Lisa Hanawalt, who's the artist designed the look of the show, but it's Raphael's show. Right. This is Lisa Hanawalt's show. Uh, so that's why it looks the same, but it's not the same. Got it. So, but this is like her big driving force show that she's creating. Yeah, it doesn't totally feel It's like very, Bojack It's very different yeah. from what I've heard. I have not, like, honestly, I have not seen any yeah. of it, but I've talked to people and it's like, it's like, it's it's not Bojack, but the reason why it looks similar is because Lisa Hanawalt did both of them, and she has a really distinctive, really established yeah. style, no, and she's just like, I love that she's able to lean into it so heavily. Yeah. Here. No, yeah. And I, she, man, just like stupid talented, and I love the voice cast, and I love how like 
weird and feminist it is. And I saw um, Mike Hollingsworth, who's one of the original folks on BoJack. I saw him on a panel um, at WonderCon, and he was like, I mean, <laughs> he was talking, he was teasing like the 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 presence of corkscrew bird penises in this show. Love it. So it's gonna be insane and weird and I think that it's going to ramp up to 11 a lot quicker than Bojack did. Yeah, Bojack is... Uh, Bojack a, is the definition of a slow burn. Yeah, Bojack's a hard sell, I feel like, because it, it, it genuinely takes about to the end of season one, if not season two, for you to actually get to the stuff where people talk about it. Yeah. The way that they talk about it. Yeah. Um, and that is difficult to recommend to people when you're like, you have to invest. Like, I quit Bojack and then had to restart it. Me too. Um, I quit Bojack twice before Bojack it finally just, stuck. Yeah, Bojack just feels in parts of most of season one like mm. any other adult com- anime yeah. comedy you've ever seen in your life. And yeah. it's like, there is so much more A, heart, B, actual like adult realization like going on with those characters and the mm. emotions and the things that it's attempting to explore. It's my favorite show, period. Yeah, it's, it's, it's easily one of the probably four best shows I've seen in the end of this decade but like I I just uh, it it remains a hard sell because like I really do think it's worth getting through that stuff so that you kind Mm -hmm. of understand a little bit of the the crass humility that like exists there and I mean the reason why that is (coughs) is because they had to deliver their entire first season in six months which like by live action standards doesn't seem that weird but like animation is it takes like Long time. two years sometimes That's to deliver one season of an animated show. The first season, because yeah. you have to build all those assets. Second season's a little easier because you kind of have stuff already. But from scratch, six months is like, that's like, that's un heard of. People were working like 20 hour days for six months to get this first season done. Which is why it's a little rough around the edges and why it kind of looks the way that it does. I mean, yeah. I mean, my issues with BoJack season one have less to do with the look. I mean, like, you know, whatever. I mean, it definitely like gets better looking. Obviously. Oh, yeah. I mean, but that's true of any animated show. But uh, mm-hmm. I think a lot of it tends to exist that like, I think if you watch the first five episodes of BoJack, it would be hard for someone, like someone could be like, and this isn't this is by no means, you know, a disrespect to this show. And maybe I don't even want to use the comparison. But I guess you would say it's like a slightly lesser Bob's Burgers, right? Like, Bob's mm-hmm. Burgers is a, a very smart show. In fact, it's probably one of the smarter animated shows. But, like, you know, I guess I watched the first ep- first several episodes of, uh, of BoJack and I thought, this is nothing that I can't find on TBS yeah. at night. You know, this is basically just, like, a slightly crass, profane cartoon, which is in mm-hmm. Vogue, for sure. People like that. Um, but when you really get to the meat of season two, it's like, I think for me, it's like, now we have ideas. Like, someone yeah. has ideas with what these characters can actually, like, mentally go through and, mm-hmm. and, and the journey that they can actually take. And that journey doesn't have to be, like, adult sitcom yeah. goofiness. You know, it can actually, right. like, go somewhere. Mm-hmm. I'm hope and this show de- definitely seems like it, it hits a kind of, like, empowering state much faster. Yeah. Like, the, the, like Bojack is all of its characters are in a constant state of this strange depressive limbo. Yeah, I think to sit to put it very lightly. Yeah, um, and this seems like it maybe is a nice counterpart to that. Uh, something that 
isn't afraid to explore maybe some of those themes, but is definitely maybe more on the uptrend, whereas Bojack tends to go the other way. Yeah, this seems much more like just <coughs> like balls out crazy than Bojack, and I'm honestly really here for it. I'm really excited for this. Yeah, I, I also watch this and think this could have similar growing pains. Mm. In the sense that there's a lot happening in this trailer, and I think I love that the later trailers of BoJack felt very focused. Um, and I, I don't know. There's not yeah. a focus here, but obviously, like, first seasons tend not to be, right? Like, yeah. it's like, see what sticks. Figure and then it we'll out. go from there. Um, I think this will get there faster than BoJack does. I would though. hope. I mean, like, given that it's some of the same team, I would hope that they did. It is And also, it's now in the lineage of that, yeah. right? So... People theoretically, I think it's pretty well established that people love BoJack and what they love about BoJack. So yeah. I would hope that this show kind of is aware of that. Oh, it, yeah, it's yeah. a it's a really good team. Shout out Shout anyone, out. hopefully not listening, who like knows me and is on that team. Come on the pod. Come on the pod for real though. Come on the pod. Yeah. Um, what you got coming up? This week. Oh, man. I have a lot of cool stuff coming up, actually. <laughs> CJ wrote a Game of Thrones thing for me. Yeah. That'll be coming up. Um, we have a really cool piece coming out on uh, Disenchanted or Disenchantment. There you go. Um, the Matt Groening show that everybody kind of panned, but um, one of Anna Mansider, my writer, is making a really strong case for that I'm excited to publish. And uh, self-plug, I have a big, huge animated rant a big old cartoon rant about the Lion King coming up that is one of my favorite things I've ever written, and I'm super proud of it. And I- Ironically, a build of probably some ideas expressed on this very show. Yes. Yeah, yeah in a big way, in a big way. Yeah. And, uh, I, of course, I, I did my part, and I shouted out the pod in there my you article. Go. There you go. But, uh, yeah, that'll be coming up on the film section hopefully tomorrow. Well, tomorrow as we're taping this, so by the time you're listening to this, you'll be able to read it. Yeah, for sure. But um, but yeah, that I'm personally really excited for. So shameless self-plug, but whatever. Right. What do you have coming up, CJ? Uh, you well, have a lot coming up. Yeah, I have a lot coming up. Uh, Kevin Cookman has been to not one, but two uh, weekends of Coachella. Is he in like a cute little like top <laughs> made of tassels with a racially insensitive headdress? You know Kevin. So I'll let that <laughs> answer. Uh, no, he, uh, yeah, he, he did a, a piece that was just kind of like, Nine best things he saw at Coachella Weekend 1, and because he was at Weekend 2 as well for things, uh, he will be covering kind of a more holistic, you know, take on on Coachella. And it, yeah, I don't know. Weird year for Coachella. Um, so that those are both good reads. Uh, Ted Davis has a piece up that is a, uh, an interview with the, the label owner of Sitter City Records, um, they are an interesting record label and it's a very interesting read. Uh, that's all I'll say about that. I wrote, uh, the Game of Thrones piece, um, that I would imagine will probably That'll be, be up, up by, by now. the time you're hearing this. It'll probably be up by the time people watch season or episode two, uh, maybe. Yeah. We'll see. Um, yeah. Uh, and that was, you know, a little bit about episode one, but a lot about, um... CJ Mainline, the whole se- the whole series, in anticipation of the premiere. Yeah, and all I got out of it was this stupid article. So, uh, <laughs> no, yeah, just talking about, um, you know, I think a lot of people like to lump Game of Thrones into prestige TV and, uh, and the golden age of television, or the second golden age of television, or third, depending on who you're talking to. And, uh, and really, I, A, don't think it's golden age TV, and B, I think it exists in this other purview, which is that... Um, 
it really and you know we talked about stranger things so that all ties in but uh you know i think everyone has an, an arms race on if tv's attempting to catch up to movies always uh movies hit the blockbuster point where that's all anyone cared about and that is what game of thrones more exists in the lineage of than mm. being discussed like mad men or, it's a hot take like, yeah. i'd tell you to write an article about it but you literally already wrote it i already wrote it done um, i, I also it. interviewed jeff rosenstock and chris farron of antarctica vespucci that's up on the site too um yeah, that's all i got we did it yeah we did it we made it oh cj he's so sick I have to go That's see it. The Curse of La Llorona. Yeah, I'm so excited for you. <laughs> I'm excited for me, too. Did we do that trailer? Yeah. Yeah, we did do that trailer. We did, we did it on the Strange Spirits episode where we both blacked out. Uh, we did Curse of La Llorona? Yes, because I said La Llorona's coming to take our jobs. Yeah, you're right. I thought I thought that was because we just we discussed another one of the things from no. The Conjuring. Oh, no. No, it was, it was La Llorona. Yeah, that'll right. be fun. For some reason, I thought we talked about that with Sturts or with uh, cement shoes. We might have done both. I don't know. Fuck! There are so many of those Conjuring movies. It's fucking awful. It's too much. There's that one. And there's another one, right? The, oh, Anna. No, we talked about Annabelle. That's what we talked about with. No, yeah, Annabelle. We talked about with. Oh yeah, you're right. No, did we do both of them? No. I'm we talked pretty... about Curse of La Llorona, I believe, in a different pod. And we talked about Annabelle. We'll we see. We'll see. I don't remember right now. Don't gaslight me into thinking. I'm not gaslighting you. Honestly, I really have to pee <laughs> and I don't want to have to make you cut the episode. So we got to okay. wrap it up. Okay. Let's wrap it up. We're done. Okay. <laughs> Fucking end it here. Bye. Bye, everyone. We love you. We're not breaking up. Follow us on the socials. Bye. Oh, yeah. At, at Trailer Trash Pod on Instagram. At T Trash Pod on Twitter. We love you. Thank you. Bye. Bye.